they've got to go through all four game plots. Three hours or less, and they're going to need every second, because you know who's on their tail? It's time to start running! That's right, Drew. It's time to start running. Uh, it's kind of like this podcast goes for three hours and people see if they can survive from boredom. <laughs> <laughs> Which zones are we in right now? Are we, are we, I'm in the cart going down the tube. Yeah. I mean, the cart down the tube, I mean, that's 15 minutes, just like the intro. It's like, it's like it's a microcosm of the episode. <laughs> but anyways, that's a good I way mean, to put it. But I mean, that, that was a good, like, introduction to what Running Man is all about. But, like, I was kind of hoping for some classic Arnold stuff. What do you mean? What, like, like this? <laughs> Yeah, kind of exactly like that. That's a throwback. <laughs> yeah. That's a throwback. But, uh, yeah, but I, you know, but um, but I mean, there's so many classic lines. I was hoping to get a, a classic Arnold line, you know, besides just the grunts. What do you mean, like this? You cold-blooded bastard! I'll tell you what I think of it. I live to see you eat that contract, but I hope you leave enough room for my fist because I'm going to ram it into your stomach and break your goddamn spine. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we could we could do this all day, but I, I guess maybe we should start. That, start that's <laughs> that's a good one. That's a shout out to to an old friend there, a friend Dave. He and I used to say that to each other all the time. But um, <laughs> anyway, welcome back to the Last Row Podcast. My name's Drew, joined by my co-host and friend, Mr. Badway. What's going on, Badway? I'm going to use that line uh, next time we're at uh, Last Row Contract Negotiations. Yeah, <laughs> just to, just to, just to try to intimidate, you know. Get the, upper hand, get the upper hand in the negotiations. This is episode 94. If you're looking for our website, thelastrowpodcast.com, if you're just finding the show, check us out on Twitter at thelastrowpod, facebook.com slash thelastrowpod. Head out to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, leave a five-star review if you're enjoying the show. Check out Podchaser, leave us some comments. I'm excited for this one, man. We've hey, been man. We've got a lot of requests for this one over the past, you know, five years we've been doing this or however many plus years and we're finally doing it we finally running, we finally are running we're running and running and running and i got i have some thoughts about this movie we'll get into that later but uh let's <laughs> just let's just get into what this movie is this movie is the running man 1987 released november 13th 1987 what were you doing on november 13th 1987 drew and i was probably I don't. I don't even know. Watching pooping your pants, pooping your pants in your diapers. <laughs> yeah, I'm too young to watch Ghostbusters at that point. Uh, genre action slash sci-fi action, directed by Paul Michael Glazer. What do you know about Paul Michael Glazer, Drew? Not much. <laughs> he directed Starsky and Hutch. Come on, keep up, keep up. Screenplay by Stephen E. Disposa, our boy here on the podcast. Return the triumphant return. Stephen E. Disposa, great writer. Not so great of a director. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> of street, of uh, street Fighter infamy. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, the story's based on a Stephen King novel. I've, have you read the book? Have you read? The no, novel? I have not. I don't, I wonder I, if, you know. 
I thought I it was a Teddy Philip good. K. Dick novel, and then I saw it with Stephen King. Surprised yeah. me. Yeah, I wonder if it's any good. It's probably not. Uh, IMDb. <laughs> 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 oh, man, this is... It's probably 700 pages long. Yeah. You know where this podcast is right now? We're in, like, the, the, the crappy zone right now, that Los Angeles. They went in the tube. We, we're down the tube now. We're in there. We are, we are the two goods on motorcycles, yeah. bagging sticks. <laughs> we're in the totali- totalitarian yeah, yeah. state. Yeah. IMDB six point seven out of ten, Drew. Uh, that's that's probably about right. It's a little bit too high. Yeah, but gawk. Right, right I see how this is gonna go. Sixty six percent. That's that's too high. It's, no, that's it's, about it's, right. It's, it's, it's a little right. bit. It's, it might be a little, maybe a little bit too high. <laughs> Metacritic forty five percent. See, low. no, that's that's about right. Too so low. That's about right. That's about too right. low. Letterbox three point two out of five. I'm confused again. But, but did you like it? Yeah, kinda. But is it good? It could have been better. But did you like it? It had potential to be better, but I liked it. So yeah, three point two. So just heart, right. You give it a heart too on Letterboxd. Yeah, it's better than Spider Man. Uh, <laughs> in the year twenty nineteen, Drew, just two years ago from this point in time, America is a total totalitarian state. Where the favorite television program is The Running Man, a game show in which prisoners must run to freedom to avoid a brutal death, having been made a scapegoat by the government. I love the word scapegoat. Yeah. And imprisoned Ben Richards, Arnold Schwarzenegger, has opportunity to make it back to the outside again by being a contestant on a deadly show. I don't know if that's accurate. Although the (laughs) twisted host... Damien Killian, Richard Dawson, has no intention of letting him escape. We just flew out of the tube right now. We we flew out of the tube into the building. We're out of the tube. We're out of the tube. I don't know if all that is completely accurate, but just go with it. It's good enough. You know, I I think of all the names, you know, John Matrix was a pretty badass name. What do you think of Ben Richards? I guess they got to make him an everyman for this. Yeah, he's kind of an everyman. He's, you know, a military man, policeman. It just doesn't really stick to me, but it's it, fine. It's fine. Yeah, it's Richard fine. Richards is a good last name. R- you Richards, call somebody, you call yeah. somebody Richards. When I think of Richards, I think of twenty four, the guy with the briefcase. Yeah. Get me Richards. Yeah. You know, get me Richards. Yeah. So the, the torture man. Taglines. All right, these are these are kind of weak. I'm not going to lie to you. Just ahead of ahead of time, these are not great. The year is 2019. The finest men in America don't run for president; they run for their lives. Okay. Okay. But are they the finest men? Because a lot no. of these contestants are rapists and murderers, or are they are they all falsely accused? Well, that, yeah, that's a good that's a good question, right? We need to speculate on that. Yeah, we don't we'll know get this. into that one later. Yeah, a game nobody survives, but Schwarzenegger has yet to play. Should it say Richards? It should say Richards, but you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger playing himself. You know, Arnold Braunschweiger. Yeah, Arnold Braunschweiger. Twenty nineteen, a game nobody survives. The this year might be the exception. Rated R. Eh, eh. I mean, eh. eh. It's, eh. We've, had, we've had better. Pretty weak all around. First one was best. Yeah. F- financials, $27 million budget estimated. Cumulative worldwide gross, $38.1 million. What did they spend this money on? Richard Dawson? I don't know. I mean, I mean... The set was kind of crappy. I didn't see much of anything impressive visually, to be honest I mean, with you. They had a guy wearing a suit full of light bright. You know, they yeah. like put plastic yeah. in a light bright. They got a crappy go kart. Yeah, they dressed up a dude in hockey pants. Yeah, like, really? Like, what are we doing? I here? guess they paid for Jim Brown and Jesse Ventura and these big names. Maybe that's the yeah, budget. I mean, 
I don't think it reached that. I mean, what's Maybe Richard Dawson's what's what's tunnel? Dawson's quote? What's his <laughs> yeah. what's his quote? You they, know? they rented a tunnel in Los Angeles yeah. and 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 maybe blew it up or something. I, well, I don't you know. know. Well, the real estate these days, I don't know. Not it's not 20. very impressive yeah. here, and it didn't make that much to be honest. It's it's thirty eight on a twenty seven budget. I don't know. I guess I'd have to look at the inflation rate, but I don't know. It's probably good for that kind of movie. Like I, I doubt that they thought they thought this was a franchise type movie. But I mean, this is Schwarzenegger in '87, right? I mean, he was what post Terminator, post Terminator, post Terminator, pre Terminator two, ninety one, right or ninety two. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. Anyway, so it was it was nominated for a bunch of awards and it actually won something. So the Saturn yes. Award, uh, Richard Dawson won for best supporting actor. And I think he went against like Bill Paxton and a bunch of other yeah. people. So there was decent. I did. I did hear that the movie did well in Saturn. So that's great. Yeah, in Saturn. Yeah. <laughs> and then it was nominated for another award for best science fiction film, and it lost to RoboCop, and also best mm-hmm. costumes, which it, I'm glad it lost because they didn't really have good costumes, yeah. jumpsuits and plastics, mm-hmm. plastic shields, and it lost to The Princess Bride, which I can see that. Yeah. And then the most prestigious on the awards, like we said, right, the Kids Choice Award, Arnold. <laughs> But yeah, not the ball and ass fun times award. Yeah. He 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 lost to favorite movie actor in 1988. And he lost to Eddie Murphy for Beverly Hills Cop. Beverly Hills How, Cop two. Kids Choice. This who's watching both of those movies in 88? Kids. This is rated R. I mean, this movie's violent as all hell. Uh, Eddie Murphy's f bombing up a storm in Beverly Hills Cop. Like, what, what kids are choosing? Unless, he's, unless like they're calling it this movie because he's just the favorite. <laughs> he's their favorite actor. What kids movie has Arnold Schwarzenegger played in pre nineteen ninety eight? I don't think that he has. You're right. You know, like, even Kindergarten Cop was rated R. Yeah, and, and <laughs> you know, well, am I just putting a hole, poking a hole in these, up, in these kids' choice here, man? I don't know. He's not my kids' choice. They're not watching. I I want to I want to ask you about this and. I'm curious because you mentioned that you thought this could be better. And there was a piece of trivia that I saw on IMDb that I thought was interesting. I'm just going to read it. I'll, I won't paraphrase it. I'll read I'll read this and I want to get your get your perspective on this. It says Arnold Schwarzenegger thought Paul Michael Glazer was a terrible choice to direct. True. What uh with Glazer coming from a TV background and having no film experience as a director at all. He thought Glazer shot this film like a TV show losing all the script's deeper themes. Schwarzenegger suspected that because Glazer was a last-minute replacement, he didn't have time to research this, the future that he was depicting, unlike James Cameron had with The Terminator in 1984. Also, in television, they hire you, and the very next week you shoot. So he didn't place the blame at Glazer's feet completely. Did you get that vibe from this, that it was like a TV movie? I don't know. Maybe maybe that is, there's some truth to that, because I I couldn't put my finger on it, but as I was watching it today... It just seemed like the movie had more to say than what it was showing, you know. Yeah. And maybe, maybe I didn't, I didn't look up whether or not Stephen King liked this movie or not because, of course, he's, he's probably going to say no because Stephen King's kind of like that with all his movies. Yeah. He didn't like the way The Shining was done, and I thought The Shining was was, was really good. So that you know, you take what he says with a grain of salt as far as his adaptations go. But I feel like I bet the book deals with a lot of deeper issues about 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 class and about. You know, the way the world is and, you know, thirst for violence and, uh, you know, government run and all that. And I feel like it didn't it didn't go deep. It didn't it it just it turned straight into just action. And even the action was kind of eh. like all the pieces were there for this to be a really good classic Arnold. I I guess it's a sci fi movie. It's barely a sci fi movie, just action movie in general. Because it's dystopian, I guess they call it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dystopian. That's the word. 
and it's just I feel like it just felt short. Like, and I and I, I guess I came into this movie with uh, rosier thoughts about it than I than I did coming out. Yeah, I I could see that. And and by the way, I just googled this while you were you were um, describing that, and it's it's interesting. So I think Stephen King went under the name of Richard Bachman at the time, and apparently he is not a fan of the movie. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, of course, of course. I don't yeah. know exactly why. There's a whole article about why he disliked it. I'll I'll uh-huh. link it in the show notes. Probably it's on Screen Rant. Yeah, like I don't know but what yeah. to say. I mean, the movie's fun, but it's just not very good, is it? I I, I liked it, and I'll, I'll say this, but but I've also seen it a lot of times, and I feel like if I haven't seen this the first, maybe if I never saw this before, I would be a little bored. But the movie isn't. You're right. Like it could have gone deeper, and it could have definitely explored some of the themes about the dystopian, totalitarian government kind of thing. Maybe yeah. maybe a movie like Total Recall goes a little bit more into it, and like but, Demolition Man or something yeah. like that. Even even you know, and and Total Recall. I forgot what year that was. Uh, it's nineteen ninety, I think. And I th- wasn't that Paul Verhoeven. I'm pretty sure that was Verhoeven, right? Uh-huh. And and that that movie definitely, obviously, a more skilled director who yeah. you know Verhoeven did RoboCop too at this time. So maybe that's why they couldn't get him. But you're right. I think it could have been different. It could have been yeah. different. Like, like I want to, I want to know, like, what's the difference between the people in the audience, you know, cheering for this stuff, and at the bars cheering for the stuff, and the people that are underground? You know what I mean? Like you saw that in Demolition Man, the underground people that are, yeah. you know, that are, uh, you know, rebelling against the new world order, and the, there was just none of that storyline in this movie, and I feel like it was just begging to be told. And there's like, I feel like there's a really great story in there that's just was just ignored. I, I agree with you, and I, and I want to talk about the audience when we get to that, because I have some questions about what you said, but, you know, we've been talking about trying to get signed, and we've been talking about trying to make it on this show, yep. right. and I think, you know, what I'll just say is we finally got a sponsor here. Thank and, the Lord. And, you know, we've been making negative money for the past, I don't even know how long, <laughs> but whatever, since we've been doing this. And I just want to, before we talk about the movie, we're just going to play a clip for the sponsor and, um, you know, hopefully everyone finds it. I think it's something that everyone that listens to the show might like. So we'll, we'll just let it roll. Are you ready for pain? Are you ready for suffering? If the answer is yes, then you're ready for Captain Freedom's workout. Yes, it's America's own Captain Freedom. Ten-time national champion, the greatest stalker to ever play the game. All right, now, all you runners, ready, get set, go! So we're really fortunate to have Captain Freedom sponsoring the Last Row podcast. If you're interested in the workout videotape, use the use the promo code LASTROW20, that's L-A-S-T-R-O-W-20, and you'll get 20% off of your first uh, videotape. Yeah, Drew, I wouldn't carry any sponsor that I didn't believe in myself, and let me tell you, for the last three weeks, I've been having uh, the Captain Freedom's VHSs sent to my house, and let me tell you, I am exhausted, but also very swole. I, mean, I am ripped <laughs> to the core from Captain's Freedom, and uh, I think you all should too. So use that, that promo code LASTROW20 and get yourself your Captain Freedom VHS workout tapes today. Just like he said, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about Ben Richards, man. Ben Richards, Arnold Schwarzenegger, the Butcher of Bakersfield. The Butcher of... That is a great serial killer name. It's it's funny because... Too, too bad they wasted it. So if you, if, you, yeah, if you watch The Witcher, I've, they call him the Butcher of Blaviken. That's all I could think about the whole time I'm watching this. <laughs> the Butcher of Blaviken, the Butcher of Bakersfield. So tell me about Ben Richards. Like how long... he He's a cop, right? And they're in this totalitarian state. But the cop is like the military. Like the police are like the military. How long has he been doing yeah. this? 
I don't know, man. But like, uh, my question is, is, so there was like the big earthquake of like 97, they said in the movie. And I'm assuming that's when the turning point of the country started. Is that a fair, you know, I guess like maybe it it started And to your point, like if they had directed this or written it a little bit differently, maybe there'd have been more about that backstory. Like they just kind of throw you into it. But I do think that's that's what start maybe like the class difference between the underground and the, the above ground per se. Yes. And if that's the case that I mean, Arnold has either been a cop for 30 years or he got into the force after the change. So you think that. He wouldn't be surprised by his directives to – by his superiors to mow down the people doing the food riot, right? Did you get a sense that this is a lot like Equilibrium too, in a weird way, like the movie with Christian Bale? Because there was another synopsis that they posted or that was somewhere where I read where they were talking about like you couldn't have certain things. Like even when the girl, Amber, has something in her closet, he's like, oh, that's outlawed materials. Like, you can't have that. Yeah. Like, is he mowing down? Why are they mowing them down again? Like, I don't really understand, like, what's they're, the point? They're they, killing they the are, crowd. They're rioting for food, and the government because just they can't, ha- they can't have that. So yeah. they have to teach the lesson that if you disobey, this is what happens. And And you're right. There was maybe less of a emotional impact to it because... They just showed you, oh, here's a crowd of people. You didn't yeah. really see them. They, they showed them for like half a second, and they showed them on the radar. That was about it. You yeah. didn't see much else. But I, I, I don't know. I think you're right. Like, he should have been desensitized to this if he's been doing this for however long. I mean, yeah. unless it's his first day on the job. Yeah, you would think, that, why is he even a cop? You know, if, if you're not expected to, to rule in such a manner that the movie painted the, the, the society to be. And it doesn't seem like a situation where he's a scapegoat either, because what's the point of the scapegoat? They just want the crowd dead. They don't really care yeah. that he's going to do it. I'm sure they they had like a uh, a cover story already ready saying, oh, yeah, these people were, were lunatics, heavily armed. They were a danger to society and all that other stuff. I'm sure that the, the excuse was lined up. So I mean, that's what they wound up doing, right? They doctored yeah. the footage of the tape. Yeah. I mean, he gets punched out by some of the people, the other guys that are in the in the in yep. the plane or the helicopter, yeah. and then you know it goes down, right? I'm sure I'm sure they killed the people anyway. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I think that was the you know since they it was two birds one stone. Once once he disobeyed, they were able to paint him as a scapegoat and then get away with the murders. So. And, and he winds up in this this prison camp, right, where they're chopping blocks and whatever, and he's got yeah, a bunch know, of chopping buddies. Blocks. Yeah, I don't know what they're doing, and you know, is this prison camp? When they show like prisoners in America or whatever it was in these movies in the 60s, 70s, 80s, even go back to Shawshank Redemption, it's like making yeah. license plates and stuff. Yeah. Are these guys just breaking up stones just because it's like yeah. torture? It's like a labor camp? Yeah. Like, are you they think, using you, this for anything? You think about like uh, like the chain gang on the railroad or something yeah. like that. Let's just like banging pickaxes. Like, yeah, what even is that? <laughs> what are they doing? I don't understand what these guys are doing. And they've got this like sophisticated technology where it looks like a a mirror and they've got explosive collars like the suicide squad. And if you go past this gate, it blows up like what I didn't really understand. Again, it sort of glossed over this cool part of the movie. I feel like that could have been maybe more if, if they spent more time, maybe that maybe some of the stuff got cut on the editing room floor. I don't know. Yeah. And you know, like the riot to have them escape and everything. And you know, all these escapes, they start with a, with a, you know, a pre-planned prison riot. But they they have these collars on their necks. Like, couldn't they have just popped a few heads? Yeah. And then that would have like everyone would have been like, okay, I'm done. Sorry, sorry for rioting. 
I feel like the riot control was severely lacking in this game. When I, and I think that you nailed it before too. Again, the backstory, I didn't really care about his friends. And this was a good opportunity for them to build a scenario where you actually care about his friends because they could have built the backstory of these guys in the movie. I don't know. It just seems like a missed opportunity. But yeah. long story short, they get out, right? And they go into this this the dirty part of LA, not the the ritzy part. And they're walking around the streets. And I, I guess I had no sense of time in what was going on with this, but I think that was like overnight and they wind up leaving and, and Schwarzenegger says he's going to meet up with his brother and he's going to leave and he, he's going to go to his brother's house. But they're, they're walking around. They meet up with, I think, uh, what's his name? Fleetwood <laughs> from, from Fleetwood Mac, uh, Mick Fleetwood or whatever. <laughs> they not, get the not, collar not, off. Not Mac Fleetwood, Fleetwood Mick. Fleet, what were they doing with that? I don't, I don't understand this whole part. And basically they just wind up leaving. I thought it was a yeah. little easy for them to escape. Don't you? Yeah, it was too easy. And I don't know. I think it's all that needs to be said. I think we should just move on. Yeah. And, and he winds up in this, this apartment and you get introduced to this Amber Mendez and there's this whole scenario where he's going to leave because his brother's dead. The big thing that I wanted to ask you about this is, do you think that she should have turned him in or should she have just let him get away? Like she wasn't really being held hostage here. I didn't really understand the dynamic between them at this point. Well, I mean, he booked a vacation uh, to Hawaii for her, basically. They were going to go to a nice place. Yeah. I mean, what, why, why wouldn't you want to go to Hawaii? Like, I know it's on her dime, and I don't know, maybe she's got money troubles. Would you, would you take a vacation to, to Hawaii if, you know, you weren't financially comfortable to do so? So I guess, <laughs> I guess, I guess maybe that was her hesitation. But if the, if the tickets are not refundable, then you, might pay, as well, you might as well go. You might as, might as, well, as well go. go. And instead, she got thrown into this this damn murder game. So yeah, it looks like a bad decision. Do you think part. she he would have made it? Do you think they would have got away with it? Put it that way, if if she didn't turn him in. Yeah, I think so. I think yep. I think if they got on a plane and bada bing, bada boom. <laughs> so they get, after. Yeah, they, they get caught and and essentially they get thrown into this game show, which is the whole point of this movie. But the game show is very reminiscent of American Gladiators, right? I mean, that's what this is. This oh, yeah. is the Running Man. What do you, what what do you think of this versus the American Gladiators? Did you like the American Gladiators? Were you a fan of that when oh, when it was out? Let me tell you, loved 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 the American Gladiators. Had the toys, had the Nintendo game. Watched it on USA after school all the time. Big fan. Big fan. Is it safe to say that if you were around in 2019, you'd have been watching the Running Man too? Get the toys, well, get the board I, game. I mean, a little less murder on American Gladiators. <laughs> so I, I mean, that know, we know my, of. Yeah, that we know of. You know, maybe, maybe there were some cover-ups. Maybe, maybe there, there were probably concussions that, that we were not aware of at the time. But no, that is not a fair conclusion to jump to, Drew. Thank you for loving did, me what, with, the, with, the, with the murder lusters. What did, you, what did you think of the Gladiators on the American Gladiators? Because I, I always thought when I watched this show... These guys, like some of these guys are like really hate the contestants and the, and the girls, right? I don't know if yeah. they actually did or didn't, well, but some of them really seem like they did. Well, you know, Drew, it's a lot like wrestling where you have to you have to put on, you know, an act to like have the facade that you can't be effed with, right? Like Gemini can't be running around looking like no bitch. So <laughs> you gotta what throw around you gotta throw around the hundred and forty pound contestants, right? <laughs> gotta do it. But I'm sure that they, you know, hug puppies and save old ladies and walk old ladies across the street. I'm sure that happens, you know. But when you, when you step into that, you know, that arena, 
you best get ready to get your ass kicked. <laughs> what, what was your favorite game on American Gladiators of all of them? I don't know what it was called. I think it was called Assault, where it was like the obstacle course, and oh, yeah. the gladiator had the tennis ball gun. Yes, that's and you the had one. to like at each station there was like a little like it you was almost it like a, like like a nerf rocket. Yeah, that if you hit the if you hit the bullseye above the gladiator, then you win. Could or, you do that? I, I'd probably they're pretty good. I'd probably get pegged. I'm not slick. I'm not slick. There's one thing I'm not as slick. That so, was one where the gladiators yeah. used to get really yeah. mad when they were trying to shoot the people. Yeah. And eventually they'd run out of ammo and like that'd be it. So if like you don't shoot the rocket to the bullseye, you still had a chance to like get to the finish line from for some for some bonus points. And that was always the exciting part to me is when they ran out of ammo and like they're running for the finish line. That was that was my favorite. <laughs> what about the one where they were in that giant ball and they're running around like a hamster like like Axel the, from Twisted Metal 2? The the atmosphere. I had the atmosphere. that toy. I had that toy. Yeah. I had the two atmospheres. I never had the toys. Were they I good? Had the, I had the joust too. Yeah, they were great. I mean, they were whatever. They didn't do anything. What's the one where you have to run and throw the ball in the little trash can? And, and <laughs> they have to like tackle you? you know? Powerball. 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 Throw the ball in the trash can. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. Let me tell you, the Nintendo game was freaking awesome. And insane, insanely up. hard, by the way. The, the NES version. I gotta, I gotta look this up. But yeah, I was a fan of Laser. I was a fan of Gemini, for sure. Malibu, you know, all the good stuff. Malibu's my favorite, hands yeah. down. Tower. Tower. Later on, you had Tower. I like Siren. Siren, yeah. So, the, the referee where he used to go, contestants ready, gladiators ready, and then Siren was deaf. She was she a, the, hand a, signal, the right? deaf woman gladiator, so they would have the hand signal for her, or like they would have some kind of like light thing. She was good too. She and was she'd really kick good. everyone's ass. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. That was I, they. They were competitive, man. But I think some of the contestants were arrogant too. Like they'd go on, and sometimes I'd be rooting for the gladiators to kick their ass because it's yeah. like this guy's a joke. Get out of here. Oh yeah, there were certain gladiators that I would like to lose. Sure. I don't know. I feel like it's it's like human nature to root for the contestants, the underdogs. Yeah, that's fair. And they yeah. they try to reboot the show, but I don't think it really worked very well. Yeah. I watched it, but yeah. it didn't work very well. But like bringing it bringing it back to. Uh, the running man similarly like it didn't seem like these people were rooting for arnold and company right like they were all about no. the gladiators well because they painted it that they were you know murderers you know rapists yeah. and and people they wanted them to die and so i guess th- it was almost like a it was almost like a, a death sentence i yeah, guess yeah it was set yeah. up for for it and and in the show or in the movie there's two guys that they say won. They obviously didn't win, and they doctored it. But if you win, the whole point of this thing is you get out of your your sentence, right? You you get a yeah. chance to get your freedom. And like you said in the beginning, you run for your freedom. Mm-hmm. But I don't know that anyone ever actually won. And the two guys they showed won. They didn't really. It's sort of like yeah, that movie, yeah. The they, they, they disposed of them at the end, anyways. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing I wanted to ask you was: there's they showed TV commercials throughout this movie, other shows in 2019 or 2019 in this dystopian future. And obviously everyone's got a, a bloodlust, it seems, or it's very oh, yeah. violent. It's very bloodthirsty. Oh, yeah. But there was a show in here called Climbing for Dollars with like a dollar sign for the S. And it showed a person climbing a rope with like bloodthirsty dogs. <laughs> and there was like a dollar bill at the top. What? Like, I, I don't really understand okay. what this show's about. All right. All right. Listen, Drew, I'd watch this show. All Would right? you? So uh, with, Are with they criminals the few, too? With the caveat. Now, first of all... This to me it looks like idiocracy, right? 
Yes. This is the 100%. type of shows that would be on like in the, in the in the era of idiocracy. But I would watch this show if it was safe. Like, you know, if they're climbing for dollars but they had like, you know, the suit on to like Where they get know, attacked you, by the dog? Yeah, you get attacked by the dogs and the dogs bite the suit and you're not really hurt. <laughs> like I don't want to see people get ripped apart or anything like that. Yeah. But I would like to see that. Or like, you know, where like they're, they're like that that's the first level and then the second level is they're climbing on a rope and there's a pool of sharks underneath yeah. right so they're cli- <laughs> so they're <laughs> yeah cuz that's what I, that's what I was going to ask you like yeah. is the dog just the first level cuz yeah. i mean the dog look getting be- bit by a bunch of dogs that's obviously not pleasant but no. what other levels do they have like yeah. you got sharks or so, lions yeah. so in the movie version yeah these are like death defying games but i feel like these people are volunteers i'm not not to say that you know it's it still should be done but like in our world if there's a climbing for dollars and it's sharks, like imagine sharks. Now go with me. They're sharks, but they've been de de detoothed, right? <laughs> they have gums. So, it's just gummy yeah, so, sharks. So you fall into the pool and they just gum you, and like it probably hurts, but they're not going to kill you. It's just you're just being drugged around by the oh sharks. My God. <laughs> I'm imagining like a geriatric shark with like yeah. just gums, like a yeah. like dentures. Oh, I don't my know what God. else. What are the levels I think, are there? I think definitely lions. There's got to be yeah. one where there's like lions and stuff and maybe pits of snakes and stuff like yeah. that. Like you get sucked into the snakes. What if there's Snake one pit. where there's, oh. yeah, what if there's one where there's not even, there's not even animals and it's just like quicksand and then you just get sucked in and you just, okay. and then you're done. Okay. You're over. I'm into that. I'm into that. And, ha- okay. and uh, does the rope get progressively higher? Like, is that the thing? Like every level the rope is taller and you got to climb higher and maybe the, the bottom gets more dangerous. Like I, I want to know about this show. I wish, I wish there yeah. was a movie about or this. Maybe, or yeah. Or maybe they like, they like, you know, you don't get breaks or they make you do like push ups between like to keep you tired or How like much money or you're climbing at level three and all of a sudden like honey falls down on you and now it's slippery. <laughs> Like, I don't know. Guys spraying you with a fire hose. I don't know. Like if we were producers of the show, I think we could figure this out. I'm surprised. Look, they have a show called Hole in the Wall where people are like, how do they not have this show? Listen, Hole in the Wall was a great show. That was a great show. I don't care what anybody says. (laughs) What what other types of shows are out on this TV channel? Because like, and and is Running Man, is that the most brutal or is there something even more brutal than that? Like, like since bloodlust is clearly normalized and this is basically a form of death row, I guess. In a way, I wonder if there is other. I mean, obviously, there's other shows with murder if if they're climbing for dollars and falling to their deaths with the with the with the rabid dogs and whatnot. I don't know. I would imagine there's like a destruction derby type of show, you know, yeah. a, a Thunderdome type thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, That's that kind of one. thing. Yeah, it's interesting. I'm curious more. You said it again, and we'll say we'll say it again. I wish I knew more about the society that this movie was based on because they really missed an opportunity. They had these little gems throughout, and I feel like. I wish yeah. there was more. I bet if they made this again, which I've heard that they were going to, they probably would would maybe expand on the lore a little bit more. It would be more yeah. of a backstory. No, what's the, what's the name of the television station? Is it I is it, ICN or something? Or ICN, like IBN? I, you imagine that channel just has all these types of shows. Where yeah, it's like it's just I don't know. It's like the, it's like this the souped up version of Spike TV from, yeah, from yeah. the two thousands. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's what it I is. I forgot about Spike TV. Yeah. Oh my god! Oh. A thousand ways to die. The Man Show. <laughs> yeah, it's like all that. And didn't yeah. G Four become that? And then G Four yeah. became Spike. And by the way, G Four is back now. I don't know if you saw this. It's on. I it's did. on YouTube. I, I, I watched some of the back. Attack of the Show was back. Yeah. It was, just brings me back to college. It's crazy. Oh yeah. So uh, bring bringing it back to to Running Man. You mentioned the bloodlust. These people are, are are criminals. How do they find the contestants to be on this show? 
they don't volunteer, right? I mean, Ben Ben no. Richards did not volunteer for this. So I mean, this seems like uh, Richard Dawson. You know, Damian Killian is it Damian yep. or Damian? Does, I think it's does, maybe it's Damon. Well, it doesn't matter, I guess. It seems like he has like almost a uh, you know uh, his pick of of criminals, right? I mean, is he allowed to just select from from the government, like from the from the jail system? They said he had a, a contract with the Justice Department. I think. Yeah. Yeah. The Justice Entertainment Department, I think yeah. they called it. Yeah. Which, it's totally idiocracy. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, he just gets to peruse this list of criminals, kind of like like a dating app, if you will, swiping right, swiping left, you know, picking up picking up dudes and ladies that uh, have committed heinous crimes and pretty much throwing them to these gladiators, right? Do you think that, you know, we talk about the bloodlust, do you think that all Americans love the show, or is this one of those, it's like a violent sport, and maybe there's opposition to it? Or do you think that because of the way the government is, like the, no one's really stepping out against this thing? Like, I'm trying to understand the backstory with that. Yeah, it seems to me like in this world, any kind of protest get, will get shut down pretty quickly. It seems to be uh, not the America that we grew to love anymore, right? Yeah. So it's kind of like, you know, you better love it or just keep your mouth shut about it and just don't watch. Don't make waves about it, that kind of thing. I don't know. It's just it, it is funny to me that it and it seemed like there were there were the audience had was all ages, but I felt like the majority of it was older people, right? It was old people. They gotta watch the like die, man. Yeah. A lot of elderly. Like I don't know if that's just a sign of the people that went through it in ninety seven and now thirty years later. You know, that kind of thing. I don't know. Could you see a, a scenario where this actually we talk, joke about it idiocracy. Could you see yeah. a scenario where this type of show exists or some degree of it? No, because I think we're going the opposite direction. Like, you know, even if they're pretending to make the game the game of football safer, you know, with concussions and everything, I feel like it's going in the opposite direction. I feel like the bloodlust has has waned a little bit as with, yeah. with our entertainment. If, but, if, you know. the, if the show did exist, who do you think would, would host it? I mean, I hate to say it, but it seems like it seems like Trump would be the perfect guy, right? <laughs> maybe, maybe if he wasn't the president already, like because of yeah. the Apprentice or something. Yeah. Like, I don't know if he could if do he, it. If if he hadn't been the president, but was like in our yeah. popular culture, in even in a negative light, you know, yeah, his his character would lend to this type of show. For I, for, I could see for sure. I could see like an old man Joe Rogan hosting this thing. Oh, that's actually it's, the perfect choice. It's that's, Joe Rogan. That's actually it. That's that's the right answer. It's like Fear Factor to his yeah. podcast to all this other stuff to now to now hosting the Running Man. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it's like, <laughs> it has to be someone with some kind of internal bloodlust themselves. Like it, it couldn't be Carson Daly, you no. know, or 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 uh, or uh, what's his name? Uh, not Dana Carvey. Dana, what's his name? Drew Carey. Could be Drew Carey. <laughs> the Price is Right to the yeah. Running Man. Yeah. <laughs> or it could be like a celebrity, like you know, like I don't know, like like Ryan Seacrest. Like no, it has to be a guy with internal bloodlust as is, or maybe like a, I don't know, maybe maybe a Ray Lewis or something like that, or like a really violent, you know, former football player. Yeah, Bill, Bill Romanowski. Yeah. yeah. That's a- <laughs> yeah. Scott I- Stevens hosts. <laughs> <laughs> What so let, let's talk about before we get to the stalkers, I'll segue the segue you there. You mentioned the audience and the demographic of the audience. It's like older people. There's this setup where Richard Dawson is is the host. He's got this contract with the government, and throughout the show, they send these people down the tube. They've got what like three hours to clear all three zones or whatever. But 
During that, they send these stalkers out and the, some random audience member, there's audience participation. Yeah. They get to pick which stalker goes first. What did you think of that aspect of it? Did you like that or did it bother you? I do kind of like like the the audience's choice of seeing their favorite guys. Like that's kind of cool. Like I don't know. Like it's funny. Like we saw I don't know four stalkers in this movie, five maybe four. Mm-hmm. But I wonder how many there actually are, and are they all like on the ready, or is it kind of like a menu? You go to the restaurant and you say, well, you know, the stalkers today are the Iceman and the Fireman and the <laughs> this and that. Like I wonder how it goes. But I do like the audience the audience participation aspect of it. If it was less murder. Like if it were American Gladiators again, or if it was like some kind of wrestling show and it's like, all right, well, you get to choose who comes on. Like that would be awesome. That is yes. cool. What is it like the fan control football league that's on Twitch? Yeah. Where it's like, yeah, they get to be pick like the plays. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, it just it annoyed the hell out of me that nobody could decide. And it was like comically yeah. indeci- indecision. Oh, yeah. It was really stupid. And I don't know if you noticed, there was a bunch of merchandise here. What stood out to you as as your favorite piece of merchandise that they showed? Oh, definitely the board game. You got to figure out how that's going to work. How does it work? Explain it to me. I like to imagine it's your typical, you know, move the guy across the board like you have your four zones. Think of the flat board, your token guy, moving him along. Then, like, you run into, you know, maybe maybe like you land on a space, you pull a card, and the card says, uh-oh, stalker. And then you got to, like, roll dice or something to see, like, if you survive or not. That's how I picture it. I played a lot of these types of board games. Obviously not running man board games, but... You know, type of uh, tie-in board games. We were a board game family growing up, so we had a lot. What was your favorite board game growing up? Oh, man. I mean, I always loved Monopoly, but we didn't get to play it a whole lot because it was hard to get people to, like, buy into want to play. I had this uh, TMNT board game at my uh, at my Jinto's house, my grandfather's house. And I would, like, even if my sister wouldn't play with me, I would, like, use it, play it myself. And I would have, I know that sounds sad, but... I had a lot of enjoyment out of that. I don't know. That's I. We never really Did you have played. That? No, we didn't really play much. I. I mean, we weren't a huge board game family, but I played some when I went to like a cousin's house or something like that. But we didn't have much, and I like yeah. them now. But we never really yeah. played much, and yeah, I, I kind of I wish we did. I guess. If yeah. I, but uh, yeah, pizza party, another one. I don't know. You guys look it up. Pizza party. If you know what pizza party is, uh, don't break the ice. Classic. I know the TV bit, commercials that, for it. That, yeah. yeah, that was big of the Bad Boy household, and uh, and guess who? Guess who was was a staple. I oh, I had guess who, but I guess I wasn't considering that a board game. And I guess maybe Battleship. I guess it, maybe it isn't. Maybe it isn't. I don't it, know. If it it's is. I guess technically, it's, yeah. it's not a video game. Put it that yeah. way. I, yeah. I, by the way, I just googled this, and apparently there is the Running Man, the home game, and there's a whole set of rules here. I'm gonna have to send this to you. I'll I'll, yeah. I'll put it in the in the show notes too. But it's really I imagine it's, conv- it's imagine that it's convoluted as 24 the board game. It's really we, interesting. There's a whole list of of uh, of of rules here that I'll have to put here for you. I'll, I'll yeah. put it in the notes. But it's pretty awesome. It sounds really interesting. <laughs> like, do you think you mentioned toys of the gladiators? Do you think there was toys of the stalkers? They didn't show absolutely, any. Absolutely, absolutely. There had to be right. The merch yeah. had to be huge. Yeah. Do you think the kids were watching, though? Like, I wonder. Is it, I bet you know, this is the kind of show, like, when I was a kid, you know, ECW. Yeah. WWF was different. WWE now, whatever. It was a little bit more kid-friendly, right? But ECW, yeah. barbed wire, baseball bats, stuff like that. Like, I watched yeah. that. You know, that's kind yeah. of like what this is, right? Like, like for example, WWF in the, in the late 90s, they would only bleed, like, on the pay-per-views, right? Yeah, it was very like kid EC- friendly ECW, it's like you just turn the channel on, somebody's bleeding already. Yeah, yeah. they're jumping off a balcony. Yeah. 
So yeah, I bet the kids were watching. Maybe didn't they maybe, crucify you know, Raven at one point too? Like oh yeah, they crucified Raven. <laughs> that's yeah. like ridiculous. They, they did that. That's fine. <laughs> no problem there. <laughs> Thinking about these toys, man, I, I don't know which one I'd want, but we got to talk about the stalkers. We got to talk yeah, about the stalkers. There's there's a bunch of these guys, and before we talk about the individuals, how do you become a stalker? Is this like a tryout? Do they do they come find you? How do you get? How do you get on the roster for this this show? I feel like they get recruited, and from the looks of them, if we're being honest, I mean they're probably like washed up fighters or sports stars or something along those lines, right? I get that feeling. I get that sense. Are you surprised that that one was never beaten before until Arnold came in there? I mean, typically, I, unless they're picking like these weak criminals, like you know, molesters and stuff like that, mm. that, you know, the Arnold is like the toughest guy, it seems, that ever came in there. Well, the reason they picked Arnold was because their ratings were dipping, right? Yeah. And they needed, they needed a boost. So they picked a guy with big biceps and all that and the other thing. But I feel like, yeah, they probably are undefeated simply for the fact that they have weapons and the other people don't. And they have, and they know the layout of the whole lair and, and the contestants don't. So it's like total advantage. Do you think they actually enjoy the killing, these stalkers? Or is it just a job to them? Uh, I feel like most of them do. I got the feeling that Jim Brown didn't. I don't know, for whatever reason. He looked like he, he was too old for this shit. Yeah, he looked like he was too old for this shit. He did. <laughs> he maybe, just, he, maybe, maybe he once did. I don't know. He did. But. <laughs> let's, go, let's go through each of these. I'm going to ask you some questions. I, I want to rank them in the end. I want to see who the, who the coolest and best and toughest one is. I want to see, yeah. like, who's the toughest one? And do you think you could beat them? And oh, how would yeah. you do it? So let's let's start because to me, a lot of these guys look kind of washed up. But yeah. let's start That's with Pro- Sub Zero. Don't call him Professor Sub Zero, even though Richard Dawson did. <laughs> He's got thirty lifetime kills. I don't know what that kill count is because they didn't give everybody's. Yeah, his his tactics are that he slices his enemies limb for limb with a giant goalie stick. That's really a sword. What, what's his cool. gear like? Like, what, give, give me more on this guy. What, what's your overall perspective of him? I mean, he's just got hockey pads on, man. You know, doesn't that make him cumbersome? Like, yeah, I mean, the, the mobility is, is 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 a factor. It's like pretty um, bad, isn't it? But uh, but but you know, the whole stage is on ice, and he's the only one with skates on. <laughs> so total advantage there. Got to give him that. <laughs> By the way, I mean, before we move on about this guy, this is the dude. He's you know, he he was a three digits. Yeah, he was the big guy for three digits. He was it's kicking the, the balls. He was the butler from Pee Wee's Pee Wee. Yes, from a you know what I mean from a Francis yeah. Francis. Yep. He was Francis's Francis butler. butler. Yeah, yeah. He was something else too. I, I don't know why it's, I'm drawing a blank. But uh, that but guy anyways. from that thing. He's that guy. He's total that guy from that. He's thing. That guy from that thing. I mean, yeah. what, what's your overall impression of him? And could could you beat him? Yeah, like I don't know. He's got he's he confuses me because he dresses like a goalie. But then, like, he scores by putting a guy in a net, and he's shooting pucks. So it's like, I feel like the writers of this movie don't understand what the, what the goalie does. Right? <laughs> yeah. They're explosive pucks, too. Yeah. Like, like, I feel yeah. He's not defending anything. He's on the offense. He, he, he should have been dressed like a winger. Yeah. Like, I don't, this should have been a small guy yeah. with, like... A quick slicey guy, not a big fat guy, right? Yeah, like like more more of like a samurai style, like because they they gave him like a they almost gave him like a samurai like 
style, right? Because he had yeah. the sword and he was using it like a Bushido. And yeah. then he puts on a goalie outfit. It was very confusing. I guess they wanted everybody to be larger than life, but like this should not have been a fat guy job. This should have been a sleek, <laughs> fast ninja guy with yeah, a give blade him a ninja stick on the offensive. And then that, like, just to, I was just confused. I was confused by this guy, Drew. And yeah. I feel like, yeah, yeah, I would beat him. <laughs> he did have know. the net trap that was interesting yeah. but like shouldn't he's in the net not them like he yeah. like he put them in yeah. the net the weak yeah. guy why is he why is he scoring <laughs> he's, he's he needs to keep things out of the net <laughs> he should be offended by that guy in the net you know you know when a goalie gets scored on and they slap the, the puck out right away that that's in the net yeah. it's like he should be mad and slap him out of there is, you know? unless he's like a ron hextall where he's like he's trying to score like yeah, you know like, you know like, maybe you he's got to score yeah. It's it was it was the late '80s. He's got heroes, you know. You know, back like I'm a Flyers fan. I was a huge Flyers fan back in the day too. Like yeah. you know, it's it's hard to keep up with everything these days. But I used to get out of my mind when Ron Hextall would be playing the puck like like 40 feet out of the net because he want to score yeah. every single time, and it's yeah. it used to drive me crazy as a <laughs> yeah. hockey fan. I'm like, dude, get Sometimes back in the net. It's just not worth it. It's just not <laughs> worth the risk. He was like, <laughs> he was overskating the puck so much. I mean, yeah. He never got scored on in those yeah. scenarios, but it scared the crap out of me every time. Yeah. But back to this guy, I think he dies pretty weakly too. Arnold wraps barbed wire around his neck and chokes him out. What do yeah, you think? Like, listen, you know. You know, I'd be the first one to die instantly when being stalked by a serial killer. I'm not, I don't have any fight in me. Can we, you walk on o- ice? We've been over this before. I'm, I have bad balance on ice, too. You know, give me a pair of rentals and I'll fall and fall and fall all day. <laughs> it's the rentals. It's the rentals. But I feel like I could beat this guy. Like, he's out of shape. He's, he's slow. What's he going to do? <laughs> What's he going to do to me? Like, I feel like I could hide from him and, like, pop out and, like, put him on his ass. And once he's down, like, what's he going to do? He's big. The big fat guy. You could probably no explode athle- the pucks on no him. No athleticism. Yeah. Zero athleticism. Once he's off his skates, what does he have? You're right. They, it should have been exactly what you said. A, a shifty like guy that can slice around more yeah. like a ninja. This guy speed, was not the right. A speed demon. Yeah. <laughs> Let, let's come back to this guy in a second. I'll, I'll go to the next one because I want to rank them in the end. And I want you to give me who maybe the, the tower is. And maybe it's in chronological order. I don't know. Okay. The next guy is Buzzsaw. Yes. Who... I don't know who this guy was. They called him last year's champion. You know, he had chainsaws. I mean, explain, explain his gear and tactics to all me. Right. So, so now we're talking here. Now we're talking dystopian maniac. All right. We're done with <laughs> the hockey, a hockey gimmick. We got a, we got a bonafide maniac on our hands here. Chainsaws out the ass. He's got the metal balls on the rope. He's riding a dirt bike. He's wearing like this. I don't even know how to describe his helmet. Whatever. <laughs> It's really weird. Yeah. It's like a headgear. Yeah, I just, this is the type of guy we're talking about. This is the maniac that we're, that we're dealing with here. It wasn't a gimmick, I, I don't think. You know, this no. is, Chainsaw's more, I mean, it's kind of a gimmick, but it's not. Like yeah, a hockey this, guy, <laughs> it makes yeah. no sense. This is the type of guy that I believe lives, you know, in Oregon uh, during the off season and cuts trees down with his chainsaws. <laughs> like he's, he's well-versed in them. It's like a lumberjack by day. Yeah, yes. <laughs> He also had two holstered chainsaws on his legs, too, which yeah. I thought was a nice touch. Well prepared. Well prepared. It's like the secondary weapons. He, not he's just, got that. Yeah, not just cool gear, but tactical as well. He had a dirt bike, too. I mean, yeah. listen, you know a guy's a maniac when he's yeah. riding a dirt bike while operating a chainsaw? Yeah. 
Yeah, so this guy is a total threat. And, you know, uh, this is a guy I would I would be scared of. And this this he, I would have I would have beaten the hockey guy and got got by this guy in two seconds for sure. What what did you think of his tactics uh, overall? Like you thought he was pretty dangerous. I mean, Arnold took him out, but it, it definitely was a bit more of a challenge. Yeah, well, the guy probably could have killed Arnold right away, like within the first couple minutes of the fight. But he started to play with his food a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's where he got kind cocky. of, you know, he got cocky, tied him up and was dragging him around by a by a rope while he was dragging him on his bike. And he got cocky. And Arnold's a smart guy. And, uh, you know, tripped him up, crashed the bike, had a little hand-to-hand uh, chainsaw combat. And Arnold's brute strength ended up winning the day. So what do you think so, of the death there? He, yeah. he he chained his 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 nuts up, right? He chainsawed his yeah, his, his he, junk. Yeah. He cut him up like upwards. If you, like, if you catch my drift, people, he cut. <laughs> is him there up. any worse way to die? Yeah. I mean, a chainsaw yeah. to the crotch. Yeah, you know, you know, <laughs> one would say that he had to split. So I put, I put, I put in the in the notes. He made him sing because he literally sang. He was yeah. like, oh, yep, <laughs> at yep. the end. And then I think he said something like how. He tried to do some. The one-liners were were off the charts. This movie is the Arnold soundboard. That's what this movie yeah. is to me. And I thought this guy was definitely more of a challenge. We'll see how he compares to some of the other ones. Uh, what about Dynamo? This guy is the lamest to me of all of them. Lame name, too. Like, Dynamo? Come on. What come is on. that? I don't even come get on. it. Come on. And, like, what even is this guy's power? Like, what? Like, is he <laughs> supernatural? Like, I didn't see the device. No. Like I didn't see the device. Maybe I missed it. I think it's just like his his suit or his, his I don't know. It's the year twenty nineteen, man. They got he's, advanced he, technology. He's basically a fat Raiden for Mortal Kombat. That's <laughs> what this guy is with the with a light bright. Do you yeah. ever have a light bright? You know? Oh yeah, yeah. Do you think he light put all the bright. lights in the light bright thing? Yeah, yeah. And he's missing bulbs. It was it was a mess. The so what are, mess. what are his powers? Like what does he do? Sings. He's, well, he sings. That's his power. He Apparently, sings. he's a really the actor and, is a trained opera singer. Yeah. And he like shoots electricity, like, and I don't know. Yeah, it's effective, but like, what? I didn't understand like how he was doing it. Like, it seemed like magic to me. Like, I don't know. Like, what what kind of device did he have? Where was this electricity coming from? I thought this guy was was lame as hell because he drove. He was an oversized guy in like a clown car go kart. Yeah, and yeah, the well, last again, guy was so much more badass than this guy. This guy's and again, again, why is he overweight? Like, like massively obese. Like, I'm not nothing against anybody. I'm overweight. <laughs> But like, I'm not trying to like you know kill people for sport you're either. Trying to <laughs> so yeah, that's I mean you talk about a level playing field. This guy is only killing people because of the electricity yeah. shock thing, uh-huh. and he's he's driving around in this car. He's he's not even good at his job because he doesn't no. understand how his car works. He drives up <laughs> of, up, up like a mountain of, of rubble. Yeah. And, and he that's, flips the car immediately. That's how Arnold beat him. You know, like when you're watching a horror movie and the, the person's being chased and you're like, yeah. just go off road, make a left, make a right, <laughs> zigzag. That's what Arnold did. He, he did. went up a mountain, a mountain <laughs> of trash or whatever, and the guy just followed him and flipped his car. He flipped the car. It was so weak. And yeah. then and then as he was laying there, go to commercial, I have no power. Like this guy <laughs> deserved to get got. And Arnold, yeah. he spared his life. That's why he spared her because he was... Just felt bad for him. Felt I mean, this guy, him. he had the weakest death in the whole movie. He gets electrocuted yeah. by a sprinkler system yeah. later in the movie. Yeah. Come on, get out of here, Dynamo. This guy sucks. Move on from this. What guy. about Jim Brown? So Jim Brown is is somebody called Fireball. T- tell me yeah. about. Tell the audience about Fireball. Listen, audience, let me tell you about Fireball. Guy flies around in a jetpack and he has a flamethrower on his back. That's all you need to know about Fireball. It's pretty badass, if I must say so. But 
as we alluded to earlier, he seemed to to less relish, I guess. Yeah. His his uh his killing. It's he almost needs the like it's yeah, it's almost like he was third out of the gate and he was like, Man, those other two guys couldn't just do this. I have to come out here now. He was watching the whole time, like <laughs> yeah. on the TV, like, man, don't make yeah. me go out there, man. Don't yeah. make like me he, go. Like he was so, it's see, like he didn't say this, but like to me, his character was screaming, why couldn't these guys get this job done? Now I got to go out here and do this for them. Like he didn't want to be out there. He's had enough. He's like the backup quarterback. Like if he has to take snaps, he's got to take a shower. Now yeah. he doesn't want to have to take a shower. Yeah. He's used to not showering after the game because he doesn't have to do anything. Just, just <laughs> hold yeah. the clipboard, man. That's what yeah. he wants to do. I mean, he <laughs> dies. How, how does he die? Uh, how does he die? So uh, Amber, what's her face? Amber finds that the previous winners of the game were actually not given the spoils, as was led to believe, but actually died by, uh, it seemed like they were lit up by this flamethrower. I guess they got, yeah. he got them, right? In the locker room or yeah. something? Yeah, so so flamethrower was was stalking Amber, and uh, Arnold kind of uh, got him right. Rips had his him, gas line off. Yeah, cut his gas line off. Had him pinned up against the lockers, and then threw when he threw a cigar at him. Is that what he did? Or no, it was it was a it wasn't a cigar. It was a. Uh, it just blew a up. flare. It yeah, was a flare. The, the flare. He threw a flare. He threw a flare at him. Two so, yeah. two great one liners too. As, How as, about a as, light? Yeah, as Larry David would say, foisted by his own petard. Yeah. How about right a light? There. And what a yeah. hothead! What a hothead! And, and Jim yeah. Brown, he didn't want to be there, man. He did no. not want to be you there. You know what? Jim Brown was a really good actor in um, Any Given Sunday. Yeah. Which was, I don't know, 11 years after this. So he must have taken some classes between then and now. He looked uncomfortable in this. Because in this movie, he did not seem all that great of an actor. He just yeah. looked uncomfortable. Yeah. So. Maybe because he felt stupid in the outfit. Yeah. It was a dumb outfit. I mean, they could yeah. have made him look cooler. He had they like probably, a- yeah gold jumpsuit or a silver yeah. tracksuit. I don't know. Yeah. Jim Brown to me seems like a no nonsense kind of guy. He probably has better characters based in reality than this crazy. I would agree know, with that. Jetpack riding flamethrower guy. <laughs> you know, jetpack riding flamethrower guy. It's a good way to put it. Yeah. What about the sponsor of this episode? Captain freedom yeah, himself, Captain freedom, Jesse man. Ventura, yeah. who was criminally underused in oh, this man. Unsung he sat hero. on the side. He wanted to be out there. Yeah. He unsung hero of the there. movie. He's retired, man. But, like, you know that it's killing him because he loves to compete. Yeah. You talk about uh, do they like to kill or not. This guy likes to kill. Oh, he but, loves it. But he likes it on, on a somewhat even playing field. Like, he wanted Arnold because it was a it was a true a test for him. Yeah. He was sitting there with his microphone, you know, commenting on the things, and it was eating him up inside that he couldn't compete, Yeah, it seemed to me, right? What did you think of, of, of his skills? Because I like the fact that... It, he didn't want that crappy whatever the heck suit that they wanted to put on him with like all the metal swords yeah. and whatever, right? Yeah. It's like scissors and crap. <laughs> so like maybe I missed it or maybe I glossed over it when I was watching it. So what was his gimmick or did he have one or is he just brute force? I don't know that he ever had one. They so I actually they tried to give this. him one. Yeah. yeah, I pulled this. So let me let me read this quote exactly because I, I pulled this from I think it was IMDb. Uh-huh. It said so put this under his gears and tactics. It says freedom is outraged at the suit he's been made to put on, refusing to go out and stalk while weighted down by it. Although he misses his days as a champion stalker, he refuses to play by modern rules. Ten years ago, at the height of his stalking days, he went out and killed runners with his bare hands, adhering to a strict gladiatorial code of honor. Yes, Killian is equally outraged at Captain Freedom's continued belief in this system. So Killian wants to up the murders with these like weapons and things, yeah. and I get the impression back then it was like true American gladiators, like hand to hand, like 
yeah. get them, you know, strangle somebody or something yeah. like that. So these, so these outfits are considered, you know, futuristic, even though they're laughable to us here in 2021 or whatever the hell you listen to this. You can be listening to this 10 years from now. Who knows? Hope you are. But yeah, Captain Freedom wants to do this with his bare hands. And it would have been a hell of a fight to see him and Arnold. Turns out they just have pretty much the greatest film editing device. That's the future, baby, right there. They have, they have the film editing down. That was the most to, future ed- to, deep fake. To, to, yeah, to, to basically deep fake everyone into thinking that he killed Arnold. Did the body double that they put out there know that he was going to die? Because the girl goes like, you didn't have to kill him, kill you. No, uh, he's probably told he was going to be fine, too. <laughs> but that's not the way the Captain Freedom rolls, man. Go out I mean, there and take one. Once you're the in there, if he's throwing hands on you, it's him or you. It's he one died or a brutal other. death too. Yeah. He's, he's put him on like a spike yeah. wall. Yeah, I mean that's that's a dangerous arena right there. It's him or you, and Captain Freedom can take no chances. And and I think the the crime of this entire movie, besides the lack of backstory, was how <laughs> Captain Freedom just wasn't in the movie anymore. There yeah. was no showdown. So at charismatic. All. He's so charismatic. I liked Jesse Ventura yeah. in this. I thought he was good. He, you yeah. could tell. I mean, certain guys have charisma, and you mentioned charismatic. Like he, he had, he was cutting promos on this. It was awesome. Yep. I thought oh, he was yeah. great. Yep. I saw yeah, something where him and him and Ventura or him and Schwarzenegger weren't in the same shots together because of the the size difference. They didn't want Schwarzenegger looking small because Ventura's like that much bigger than him. Yeah. Like which Ventura. Is interesting. Yeah, I'm sure Ventura is is like. In like the easy six three, six four, six yeah. five range, and I don't know how tall Arnold is, but I, I is Arnold even six feet? If that, I'm not sure. I don't know. I mean, Arnold's huge himself, but Ventura's yeah. just that much bigger. I think Ventura's six five. But yeah, I mean, I, I could be way off of that. Arnold could be six six for all I know. But I thought I, I assume that Arnold is like in the low sixes. And, and back then, I don't even know how strong he was because yeah. it was what eighty seven. I guess this was yeah. And then you could even argue that uh, Ventura has bigger muscles too. Who the hell knows? That's true at the time too. A bigger frame. Yeah. So if if you had to go back and look at all these guys, he's six two by the way. I just looked it up. Six two. Okay. Yeah. So if you had to go back and look at these guys, you got Sub Zero, more like Lame Zero. Yeah. Lame Zero. <laughs> uh, Buzzsaw, Dynamo, Fireball, and Captain Freedom. What is your ranking in terms of toughness to lameness? Okay. I guess. All right. Well, Captain Freedom's obviously first, and because he's still undefeated, you know, it's it's always the what could have been. And he needs no weapons to get the job done. Do you think he's pissed that he didn't get, like, I don't know if he wanted to even go against this this patsy guy, this this fake guy. That's that's the yeah. truth. Yeah. No. Why would he want to? It's like, it's bullshit. Because he knew <laughs> the fight the fight was staged. Yeah. yeah. Who's your number two? So, it's funny that I would have less of a chance beating Jesse Ventura with no weapons than I would with Buzzsaw, right? Yeah. Because at least with Buzzsaw, like, he could make a mistake with the chainsaw and hurt himself. He was pretty something. careless with them. Yeah. I mean, he's an expert, but there's still a chance. But, like, there's no way I'm beating Captain Freedom in a fist fight. It's impossible for me. <laughs> it's not going to happen. So, Freedom 1. I'm going to go Buzzsaw 2 just because he was clearly the most maniacal. Yeah. Clearly, you know, the most dangerous of the rest of them. Three, I'm going Fireball, Jim Brown. Because it's hard to run away from a flamethrower. Yeah, it's the range. It's the range, and he's a former football player. And he can fly. Yeah, so even though in his elder state, he's still probably faster than I am. He knows the layouts. And I don't want to get burned to death. (laughs) Dying in a fire is probably the worst way to go. Yeah, 
So four. So four and five. So we got Dynamo and Sub Zero. They're both lame, admittedly, <laughs> right? Would you rather get cut up to death or get electrocuted? What's worse? I I think electrocuted again because of the range, and I yeah. think Sub Zero. These guys are both lame as hell, but I think I'd rather. I'd rather take my chances running away from hockey pucks that explode and maybe yeah. maybe a net because maybe I can run on ice if I if I learned. But <laughs> you know, it's going to be a hell of a learning curve. The electrocution, like at least he can shoot me from his car and and yeah. maybe he'll get me. I don't know, but I guess I could just run up a a, a mountain of of rocks and yeah. he'll just flip his car. What's but like what's so what's harder? Escaping a guy on foot on a patch of ice or escaping a car? But, I feel like the ice is harder. But what if you were able to just jump over the fence? Then he's on ice skates and he's got to run on the ground and he can't can run you on ice skates. You, yeah, you get out of that rink. <laughs> he's not getting you, you. Yes, yes. And you could like get him while he's untying his skates. That's what they should have done in, in the movie. Off. <laughs> they should have made him run on the ground yeah. with ice skates. Yeah. And and then he'd be screwed. You're actually, actually, yeah, you just got to get over the boards. Yeah, At least the other over, guy, like as, over as, the glass. as as lame as he was... He still had the car. Yeah. Well, the and you can drive also... over most terrain with that car. Yeah, it was a stupid car, though. I, I think, I think I don't know. You, you pick. I, I, you, you might be right. All right. You might be right. All right. So I'll go, I'll go Sub-Zero last, Dynamo second to last. So you're, you're, we're, we're basically going in the order that they were introduced. No, you, you swapped. No, Buzzsaw's, um, Buzzsaw's second best. Yeah, okay. So you had yeah. Captain Freedom. Buzzsaw, Fireball, Dynamo, Dynamo, and then Sub-Zero. And then Sub-Zero. I, I agree with that. Okay. I agree with that. I think that. that's fair. That's fair. I do. And then we get we got a villain scale Killian real quick. We'll just do it quickly. Yes. But I'm curious what you think, because he's the villain of the movie, but he kind of isn't. He's just, he owns this business. I mean, in his mind, he's kind of a scumbag, but he probably, he probably thinks he's doing the right thing. He's killing criminals. Um, I mean, up until now, right? Ben Ben Richards is obviously innocent, but we'll, let's throw him through the scale. So if you're new to the show or you don't remember, we have villain scale. We got a bunch of categories here, one through five. We're going to quickly take him through it. We got look and style, hideout and layer, plan, and henchman. The henchmen obviously are pretty tough in this, so we'll see how he scores. But what do you think of his, his look and style? There's not much to it, but one to five. What, what's your what's your thoughts on that? No, I mean, game show guy. I mean, he looks snazzy. Again, like I don't know if we would picture... This type of uh, senior guy hosting a game show like this, I think your Joe Rogan would be more appropriate, more of an in-your-face guy. But, I mean, this guy plays it off as a sweet game show, right? He plays it off like Family Feud. He likes the old ladies. He's giving them yeah. kisses. Yeah, he, 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 he plays it off as wholesome, as like they're not, you know, it's almost like they're not killing people out here. And that's, kind of, uh, and that's kind of an evil thing. That's, that's kind of evil, the way you like you just disregard the murder, right? Yeah. So the fact that he's a sweet old man is kind of cool. I don't know, but I'll still give him a two because nothing stands out. I'm not going to disagree with that. I don't think yeah. he he has no he doesn't have a ponytail. He doesn't have any no. any real redeeming like cool stuff. I mean, I think the no. next category is interesting though. Yeah. His hideout and his lair. I mean, he's got a whole TV studio. He's got a yeah. whole. I mean, I'm assuming he owns that, all, right? All of those quadrants. All all four of those quadrants are his. I mean, is right. that his? Property, I would assume it is right. He's got yeah, those sweet, 
Batman yeah. Forever tubes where you yes. slide down to the Batcave. He's, he's basically got a, an evil Batcave down there. A Pretty much. Batcave. Yeah. They said it's like area lost in the in the earthquake, right? So yeah. I'm assuming he owns that property or it's just yeah. free reign. Sure. Uh, I mean, I don't know how to score this. I mean, I mean the tube shoot itself, you got to get points for, right? It's pretty cool. Yeah. Because in order to construct that, you gotta you gotta have some some ge- evil genius plans yeah. here, and, you and we've never have had the, a TV, vision. Yeah, we we've never had a TV studio uh, as a villain owner before. So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go at, at the very least a three. Do you yeah, want to give I, him a four or is I think three, three I think three. Let's go three right. because it it's cool, but we never saw his house. We didn't see where yeah. he went to after. So no. maybe he lived in the studio. I don't know. But I, I thought it was good, and I really liked it. But yeah. I think three is fair. What about his his plan for domination? Because this is an interesting one. I don't know what the plan really is outside of making money. No, yeah, the plan is making money and, and having a profitable TV show that you know that was uh, is based upon killing people, whether they're innocent or not. And I mean, for all of his gladiators to be undefeated and to, to keep up this facade for who knows how long the show's been on the air. The plan worked for a long time. So, I mean, I, I mean, I feel like I got to give him at least a four on this. I, right? I agree with that. I mean, and, and yeah. I think he evolved his plan. So do you think he started maybe to, to tie it back to the plan? Do you think he started with any innocent people or did he work up to that? Because he just, like oh. he started maybe with a noble cause, like let's get rid of these yeah. villains, even though the whole idea of the show is kind of evil. Yeah. But, I it's, doubt it's, he was doing that in yeah. the beginning, right? I mean, the whole thing is cruel and unusual punishment for sure. But yeah. I feel like, yeah, I, I think you nailed it. He started off with actual murderers, rapists, you know, the, the, the worst people in the world going through this gauntlet. But after a while, when ratings start to dip a little bit, maybe he got into the idea of framing someone for entertainment's sake. And I feel like Arnold wasn't the first person he framed. Yeah, I was, I was he, wondering that the whole he, time. Yeah. Yeah. So no. Yeah, and I, and I think that goes into the plan, and I think I want to give him a four for it. And I'm, not, I'm good. I can't give him a full five, but I think the four is worthy here. What about the henchmen? Because we we went through all the stalkers. I mean, this might be the toughest set of henchmen we've had, but not really. But yeah. really, I mean, he's got like one and a half good henchmen. If you think about Shang Tsung, it's sort of like a Shang Tsung situation where he's got other fighters. Uh-huh. Yeah, but I don't know. I mean. Captain Freedom alone might give him, you know, at least at least a three there. But Captain yeah. Freedom doesn't like him. <laughs> no, yeah. And he doesn't do his, I mean, well, he did do his bidding, but he didn't go along with the futuristic shit. They're so. sort of like his employees, too. Like, they're working, yeah. they, they have a job. They don't really yeah. work for him. I mean. They work for him, but they yeah. don't. This could have been so much bigger if, like, if this movie were made today and the bosses were more, uh, I don't know, formidable. I would have to give him a higher score. Uh, there's a movie made by Rob Zombie came out. I don't know within the last ten years. I think it was. I think it's called Thirteen. It's it's very similar, but it's it's not about it. It's not a game show per se. It's a, it's about where like the rich are like peeking in on this underground thing where where innocent people are captured and like thrown to the wolves by serial killers. And each one of the serial killers has like a personality like this. So. And that had some really cool villains in it. That would that if those villains were these villains in this movie, it would be a five. But since there's a lot of since 
three of the five villains were kind of not good. I'm gonna, I want to give it at least a two, a, a two or a three. I don't know. What do you say? I, I say three just because of. I say three just because of Captain Freedom. Yeah. You know we don't want to lose our sponsorships, so we gotta. No, we gotta, that's true. <laughs> we gotta, we can't we, disrespect. Yeah, we gotta we gotta know where our bread is buttered, baby. So you get you gotta go three. So let's see. We'll recap it here real quick. Looking at styles a two. Hideout on a layer is a three. Plant is a four. Henchman is a three. What is that? That's five a, nine. A twelve. Twelve. The twelve. Eh. We've seen better. Yeah, I mean, I, I think better. it's. I think he scored higher than I thought he would have. He did. He so. did. I think the plan gave him gave him a little bit yeah. more than than what we would have expected, but not not bad. We've seen better, but not terrible. Yeah. What what happens after this movie? So he obviously gets thrown to the wolves. He goes down in his own chute. He goes down his little cart, his go kart thing in the tube, and he goes through the the billboard. Arnold's here. I mean, the government is still the government. Are they going to let him walk away? What, what's going on after this? The movie just sort of ends, and then the music starts, and the credit rolls. The credits roll. They have no resolution whatsoever. So we're led to speculate. I mean, I can't imagine they're going to let him walk away. No, I mean, this is this could crumble the society, right? If, but the but the damage has been done though. The the footage has already been showed to the whole the whole country, right? Yeah, they know that it was doctored. Yeah, so how could you possibly justify arresting this man again, you know? I'm surprised that this movie didn't get a sequel, even if there was no sequel to the book, because it's the type of movie that I actually would like to see what happens after. I think it could yeah. be cool. to Again, more the world that you would get. Uh-huh. It didn't get a sequel, obviously, because of the money, but I'm interested in, in what happens after this movie. Like, does he stay in love with Amber? Do they walk away together did they go back to that hawaii trip they, you know, they got the tickets you know we I, i've said this before about arnold i don't like to see him in any romantic storylines and it's funny because i didn't see any kind of romantic sexual chemistry at all between the two of them all movie and i thought it was strange that they just they embraced and kissed at the end the opposite right? of commando right he shouldn't yeah. have made out with her he sh- they yeah. should have just stayed friends it, it seemed like out of nowhere because at no point during the movie did i think they were going to become a couple like it just it was strange there was no chemistry at all sexually between them. I guess you go through that traumatic experience together. He saved her life. She saved his. But it doesn't. It, you're right. It didn't. I was. We were commending Commando for not doing the love scene. Yeah. They didn't really need it here, right? They yeah. didn't need it, or they or they should have put it in the middle of the movie and then yeah, build well, up to it. I mean, it's not about need versus not need. It's that it comes out of nowhere. Like, yeah. yeah if you plant seeds throughout the chase, that hey, they're falling for each other, or you know, or whatever. It's like. That's great, but just like to have the kiss at the end of the movie for no reason. It was seems like, oh, that's kind of strange. Like I wasn't expecting that. Similar to to a sequel, this movie just seems ripe for a remake. And honestly, yeah. I think there's a lot of Arnold movies that I don't want remade. This is one that I think I would actually like a remake of this. I would like to watch this. Yeah. I think like, that like, it could be done. And I like this movie. Like consider, you know, um Judge Dredd, right? Right. Dread was goofy. Judge Dread was goofy, and then they made the remake, and it was kind of cool and realistic. And and, and a similar aspect, RoboCop. You could argue whether RoboCop, the original, was better than the, than the remake, but I think it was interesting. And I think this movie is, is along those same lines. I think they could. I think they could do a good job with this if they got the right actors and the right director. I would. I would watch this. Yeah. And I, I think it it is a cult. It's a cult classic, but it's also. I mean, most of those Arnold movies are. But I don't. This is one of those movies where I don't think it's like blasphemous to to remake it. No, 
because I think the concept is cool and I think they could have made it better than they did, yeah. even though I still really liked it. Yeah, there, there's deep flaws in this movie that they could they could possibly rectify. So yeah, definitely it's right for a remake. I'm curious what our audience thinks. Did you guys enjoy this movie when you've seen it? Would you want a remake? What about a sequel? Write to us, the last row podcast at gmail.com. Leave a comment on the episode's page at the last Follow us on Twitter at the last row pod. Tweet at us. Let us know your thoughts. Facebook, Instagram, head out to Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Leave us a five star review if you're enjoying the show. And you know, I'm definitely curious what, what people's thoughts are on this one. We'll have another new episode for you guys, just like the regular schedule on Thursday, December 23rd. Whoa. And on that note, we'll see you guys in, in two weeks. So what is a chainsaw to the groin actually feel like? And, and would that guy have survived more the time that he actually survived? No, the bleed out is a real thing, but what if it's like the best? <laughs> it's a good way to go out? It's the best way to go out? Yeah.